1: Happy Halloween and welcome in to the 48 Minutes Podcast on Believe, presented by Bet Online. I'm Ross Geiger, joined alongside Bruce Bernstein of Pure Hoops Media and World Beat, Michael Freer. This is an emergency podcast of our show, as James Harden has finally been traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. I teased last night on our podcast, our regular scheduled show, that, of course, if there was any emergencies that we would hop on and uh, go ahead and do an emergency podcast. So here we are just a uh, few hours later early here this morning uh, to go ahead and dissect what transpired late last night between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Los Angeles Clippers. And uh, the breakdown goes like this. The Los Angeles Clippers get James Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philip Petrusev. And Philly gets Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, two first rounders two second rounders, and a 2029 pick swap. But before we get into our initial reactions on that, just a reminder that the last of the major pro sports league kicks off this week and BetOnline is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With the MLB postseason, NFL and college football and NHL in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to bet online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, that is B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And this morning, I start with you, Bruce. What's your initial reaction to the big news? Well, I'm wondering if this could be as
2: much of a Steve Ballmer, Clippers owner, move as a Lawrence Frank, Tyron Liu basketball move. Something about this just doesn't pass the smell test for me as far as, is this what a coach wants? Is this what a GM wants? Or is this what an owner with too much money and unlimited funds wants? Especially as uh, we know, they'll soon be opening a new arena. So to me, it's almost more like a marketing splash versus a really solid basketball move.
1: World B, what's your cup of coffee on this uh, trade?
0: Well, I agree with Bruce. I don't think it's just a... Uh, front office move. I think it has more overtones, but I also think it is the Clippers looking at the situation, thinking this is our best chance to go all in and try and win a championship and, you know, say what you want. I think this really, this will help. They're they're closer to a championship now than they were 24 hours ago.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. I definitely agree with that. I, I certainly think for LA, they're all in. They should be all in with the stars that they already have on this roster. I mean, Russell Westbrook is certainly um, playing some good ball to start the season. They've got both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard healthy for now, knock on wood. And now you insert James Harden in there. I think Tyron Lue is obviously one of those uh, creative coaches, one of the most talented coaches in the league. He's going to find a way to make this work. He's going to have that flexibility with rotations that we're kind of seeing in Golden State where Chris Paul might not start a game, but they're rotating those guys in and out to where they have some lethal weapons out there on the floor. So really looking forward to that. And uh, Bruce, it seems like you had another thought for us here as we just react.
2: Yeah, well, a couple of the guys coming over from the Clippers to Philadelphia, both of them are semi-homecoming stories. I mean, Robert Covington is back in Philadelphia, which was where he was early in his career, where some of his teams were those trust the process disasters. (laughs) He was there when they bottomed out and went 10 and 72. And then he was there as they gradually got better and won 52 games, you know, uh, when Embiid arrived and he was a solid member of a really kind of a growing young team back in the 17 and 18 season. And as for Marcus Morris, he's a Philadelphia native who finally comes home. He's getting up there in age. Um, not really sure what his health situation is, uh, I'm wondering, is that really just kind of like a number that's included and Marcus Morris may not ever even play a game for Philly? I'm not really sure, but I've always kind of liked him as a backup.
1: Yeah, I think Marcus Morris is actually going to play there. I think he's been itching to play, obviously, uh, late last season in the playoffs. Um, You know, he he was kind of pouting with not getting playing time. I think they sat him out just for morale issues this year, but he's returning home. He's a Philly native, so I think he would really – honored to put on a 76ers uniform uh and, and compete for a, a a playoff team out east um with la giving up these second round picks the one thing i would like to just emphasize with them is if you look at their roster makeup they don't have any of the like homegrown draft pick players on that roster i mean there's brandon boston and i think jason preston or something like that but Point is, this: they're in Los Angeles. They're going to get stars. Steve Ballmer has money. I mean, it's not going to be hard to get new stars to replace the older stars that are continuing to age there. So I really like this move. Go all in. Certainly compete against a very competitive Pacific Division uh, with the Lakers, the Suns, the Warriors, the Kings. I mean, you can't find one black hole uh, in the Pacific Division this year. So I'm certainly looking forward to that. And then for Philly, I mean, you're definitely getting some shooting with Batum, Covington, as you mentioned, Bruce. Um, and then now they have these first rounders. Um, I was listening to a podcast earlier this morning before we hopped on here, and it, it sounds like some of these second, uh, first rounders and second rounders could be on the move later on in the season, giving Daryl Morey some flexibility to make a trade uh, around the deadline to get another bigger name uh, guy to come in and, and help this team kind of elevate into the contender pitcher, but I really like this for, um, I I really like this for Philadelphia um, with Tyrese Maxey playing some elite basketball as well. So um, will be any other thoughts on uh, just the the transaction before we uh, hit the halftime break?
0: Uh, I think the one thing that sticks out to me, other than the Clippers going all in is uh, Philadelphia. Maury is just basically looking ahead to next season with these draft picks that he can stockpile and use in a deal and the cap space he created by losing James Harden uh, and P.J. Tucker. But it disappoints me that, you know, I joked about on our podcast earlier this week. I've made a joke about MD and MVP and that silly pass he made that he shouldn't be part of the uh, MVP discussion anymore, which was, you know, kind of silly, whatever. But the fact is, they're just wasting another prime season for MD, the MVP of the league. And that's a kind of a disappointment uh, because with his health issues, he only has so many to go uh, anymore in his prime before things start breaking down. And it's a shame that this is not going to be uh, clearly not one of those seasons.
1: Absolutely. So we're going to take a bigger outlook on both of these teams. But uh, first, we have reached our halftime buzzer. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with you for the second half. And we're back with the start of the second half. So let's go ahead and start off with uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Bruce, do you think they're better off or worse off without James Harden?
2: Well, you know, I agree with World B. They're going to definitely take a step backwards this year. So in the short term, they're not better off. But I do believe that in the long term, they are. Losing Harden, of course, means losing talent. But is the baggage worth it? I say no. They did acquire lots of assets and a... Few veterans that might be on their last legs, uh, three of whom are on expiring contracts, Morris, Covington, and Batum. So that will obviously, as be alluded to earlier, help Mori out with his uh, salary cap flexibility moving forward. Um, but I really kind of like Covington. I think he can help a good team like Philadelphia if he's healthy. And Morris, if healthy, is a good eight to ten minute a game guy. Batum is a versatile wing, a glue guy, but he's in his 16th season, so I'm not really quite sure how much tread is left on that tire. And I do like the pickup of K.J. Martin. I think he has some potential. He's a 6'6 wing. He's only 22 years old. He's in his fourth season. Um, The draft picks, uh, at least the first rounders and the swap, those don't even really come into play until 2028. So those are five years down the road. So that's definitely something if you're looking to, you know, have another process, I guess you hang on to them. But if you're looking to maximize Embiid's present, you know, you're going to try and look for somewhere to send those things. Uh, So I'm not quite sure how useful they'll be unless they make another big deal. But I still like this for Philly. I think it's addition by subtraction. All
0: right. World B? Uh, I got to wonder, you know, I understand everything Bruce is saying. And I think um, there's – a lot of validity to it, obviously, but I wonder, you know, is Maury the guy to to do it going forward? What's his track record? He had a successful tenure in Houston, but he had James Harden to do it. Who was at that time, the bet, maybe the best player in the league, you know, for his numbers and everything that he was doing. So again, they did keep Maxi, which is a positive. I don't know how you're going to explain to MD to stick around cause he was rumbling during the summer about if things weren't going to get better, he might want out. I don't know how that works out. I, I'd be surprised at this point, if they can convince him to be play a good soldier and, and not make trade demands. Um, cause again, this is the prime of his career. And last season was as good as it was going to get for him. We thought, and or you thought going forward, he would have a better shot. And now it's all you know just blown up in the last uh, few months. So, they have assets to trade to to rebuild, but MD's been through this before. He's he's okay. dealt with this already. I don't know how many more, uh, how much longer he wants to go with that, and maybe Maury's fine with that too. I don't I don't think he is. I think he'd rather keep Maxie Harden or uh, MD around and work some magic there. I just don't see if MD's going to be around for it. Yeah,
1: no, I definitely think that's a good point there. As for Philly, I think something interesting to watch moving forward with that those draft assets that they did collect. I, I did think they got a better return than I was anticipating for James Harden, especially with how this has all kind of played out uh in the preseason and regular season, him trying to get on the plane to go to Milwaukee and team telling him no. Uh they, they got quite a haul with the two first rounders that they wanted. They also got another pick swap with the second rounders. So the team I would keep an eye on is the Toronto Raptors. I think they're an interesting bunch of guys for Philly to kind of look at, especially there's also that Nick Nurse connection. That would be a team I could see continuing to try to collect draft capital and maybe trade off a guy like Pascal Siakam or even a Gary Trent. I you know It might be a minor deal, but I could see Nick Nurse trying to get some of his old tools in Toronto over to, uh, uh, to to Philly uh, to, to help strengthen his group and, and maybe find some pieces there that he can fit around uh, Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey.
0: I'll say this. if I To your point, if they were somehow to get a, a Siakam to Philly to go with Maxey, to go with MD, if you can convince MD that that's coming, well, now you have something, and now you have something that can compete in the East with the best of them. I really think you get those three together cuz Siakam is one of those underrated players. We we he gets all NBA stuff, he gets All-Star stuff. He doesn't get nearly the pub that he should. Canada. And I think you put him in that mix. <laughs> um you have a you have a real shot of your Philly to compete in the East again.
1: No question there. Now Bruce, I mean looking at this from a Clippers perspective, do you think they're better off or worse off uh with James Harden on board now? I don't like it for L.A. I mean, adding an aging star in a walk year who
2: might care more about his own numbers than winning. I mean, look, that's his career history. Does a guy change his stripes after all these years, especially when his selfishness has historically helped him get what he want, get what he wants? I just don't see this guy changing. And I'm not so sure the Clippers' locker room culture with Ty Lue, PG-13, Russ, and Kawhi is strong enough to make sure that James's head is in the right place. Now, I will say this. P.J. Tucker is one of those professional guys, and he will be helpful off the bench. But, you know, and he is a winning type of guy. So I like him coming to their team. Uh, But speaking of Westbrook, he's played well for the Clippers. But can he play alongside a ball-dominant James Harden? I don't know. It's a veteran team. They've battled injuries in recent years. James himself has missed a ton of games as well. And here's some of the ages on that team. Westbrook, 34. Kawhi Leonard, 32. Paul George, 33. James Harden, 34. P.J. Tucker, 38. I don't think this crew can be Denver, Sacramento, Phoenix, or the Lakers.
1: Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you there. I think. We've already seen the uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden experience in Houston. Obviously, that didn't uh, you know, go as far as they were they were hoping to, to have those two talented superstars paired up. So my biggest concern is really about Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he's off to a great start. Throwing James Harden into the mix could really kind of mess things up with him. And he's been one of the best motors for that team. Will B, would you agree with me? I feel like just like I like what Russ was bringing to this team, and now I feel like he's got to take a back seat with James Harden being a little bit more ball
0: dominant. Uh, on the surface, I would say that is correct. I think uh, I do think, in contrast, Russ can adapt. He adapted to being on the Clippers. He, you know, he was the man in in Oklahoma City. He was the man in in D.C. He wasn't the man in L.A. That didn't work out well because the style didn't work. It worked out fine with the Clippers. I think Ty Lu is a big reason for that, too. He made he made it work. He's a great coach. He's great at getting his point across to the veterans. He's a guy who coaches veterans up really well. I think, personally, I think if everybody stays healthy, and that's always the if with you got those ages that Bruce mentioned, I think they're closer to being a championship team right now than they were 24 hours ago when you include Harden, who led the league in assists last season whose scoring went down because he gave it up for Indeed a little bit more to lead the league in scoring. I think you know, his impact, I've mentioned this before during this whole debacle over the summer. When Harden was on the court last year with the Sixers, they had the second highest. his His efficiency was 119.4 points per 100 possessions. Only Lillard, when he was on the court, had a bigger impact offensively. When he was off the court, the Sixers – Average uh, points per possession or 100 possession, 112.7. That's about seven points or 100 possessions, which is basically, you know, seven points a game, basically. Yep. It, a drop off when he is on and off the court. I think that's a big impact. And if you want to compete in the West, if you want to compete with the Nuggets, if you want to compete with the Kings, the Lakers, you need depth and you need talent all over the court. And I think the Clippers just added more talent. I think it'll work. But I also thought the Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks would work last season. So, you know, everybody out there, take that with a grain of salt. Hey, they're three yeah. 0 this year. That's right. Break them, up. Don't break them up. Don't break them
1: up. Bruce, I'm glad you brought up P.J. Tucker because obviously, uh, you know, it's not going to be a nightmare for, for these guys I'm about to name, but I, I can promise you just from uh, knowing P.J. Tucker and, and kind of his history with these two guys, LeBron James and uh, – Kevin Durant woke up, saw their phones, and saw P.J. Tucker is now in their uh, Pacific Division, and they said, oh, dang it. Like, that, I got to work a little bit harder now to to get my points when I go up against the Clippers because, I mean, P.J. battles with KD and and LeBron with the best of them, brings that physicality, and uh, uh, that should be a lot of fun to watch as far as Western Conference matchups are concerned. So I guess let's get right into kind of our predictions for both these teams moving forward this season, and I'll start with you, Bruce. Well,
2: you know, I just, if I might, I just
1: have a couple more quick
2: things I'd like sure. to say about you yep. know, Harden. Over yep. the course of his career, he's been such a lightning rod. He really is. He's kind of one of those guys you love him or you hate him. Not many people are going to say, James Harden, eh, you know, I don't really have an opinion of him. But I have never been a fan of his style. It's boring to watch. His teams never win. A classic fantasy league stud because he fills up the box score but I believe a guy with limited impact on actual winning. Now, as World B mentioned, it looked like he changed last season when he led the NBA in assists, and he truly did help Joel Embiid win the MVP award, Uh, and the team was really good. I mean, they were like, you know, north of like 50 wins, 53, 50. I can't remember exactly. the best record in the league. All right, so they had like mid-50s for wins, and I praised him a lot too, but it might have been a mirage, okay, because he forgot that the NBA is also a business. And the market for aging future Hall of Famers, I put the emphasis on aging, is limited. He wanted to be paid for his past achievements, okay? But it doesn't work that way, all right? At least not in a well-run business, it doesn't. Maybe Steve Ballmer will throw tons of money at him. He certainly has money to burn. uh, And so, you know, James will continue to be a lightning rod because guess what? If the Clippers kind of stay stuck in the middle of the pact, guess who people are going to point to? They're going to say, well, that Harden thing didn't work out. And and uh, a lot of those of us who are not huge fans of his will kind of be saying, yeah, well, you know, we knew it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess just to kind of bounce off that, Bruce, I mean, that might bring some relief to Kawhi Leonard, who's been taking a ton of heat for having to sit out most of the last two seasons. Now, if things go wrong, he can go, hey, point the finger. It's this this guy with a beard. I think it's his fault. So I guess there'll be one question I have for you and something I know that you're certainly monitoring throughout the season. With another star on board like James Harden, does this allow Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to kind of take those Mulligan games off now? I mean, they only have to play 65. So will we see the Clippers maybe rest some of their stars and kind of play interchangeable star basketball throughout the regular season at times?
0: I think that's certainly possible. Uh, I I think, you know, you have different rotations you can work now in different lineups. You can have three one night. You can have uh, maybe some nights you have two. I don't know. You know, the age factor, as Bruce mentioned, those numbers, uh, the numbers don't lie in terms of their ages. That's absolutely correct. Uh, I will say this. I agree with Bruce. I am not a James Harden fan in terms of his style. I think it's boring as well. The ball dominant thing does not work for me. Uh, That being said, there's no disputing um, the talent that he has, his ability to hit from the perimeter, which is a big thing on the Clippers, by the way. They are big on the perimeter. And if you have to depend on Russ in the the clutch to hit a jumper, you're in trouble. But now I have James Harden on there that you have to look at. So there is that. Uh, It's going to come down to the playoffs with Harden. The, he, he has been up and down. He absolutely saved them in this playoff series, last, playoff round last season, and he killed them at the same time. <laughs> he had 40-point games, and he had single-digit games. I mean, you just can't you – know, now he's on the Clippers, who has Kawhi Leonard, a proven playoff performer, Paul George, who's gotten it done. And we'll see You know what happens when they all mix together. I will say this. You mentioned P.J. Tucker. That was huge, I thought, that they – they basically gave up their bench, sent the bench to Philly. But they got back P.J. Tucker. They have Terrence Mann. So they, they still have a good rotation going with that group. Uh-huh. And I, you know, they kept Plumlee to back up Zubak there. So they have a good rotation in place if everybody's healthy come playoff time. So I, uh, I'm with Bruce as far as his style, but I do think he has an impact, and I think he will on the Clippers.
1: So let's talk playoff time here, Bruce. I'll start with you you know has your outlook on the clippers and sixers chances changed much here from our preseason prediction show uh, just a few weeks back
2: i said last week that i could see the clippers making the conference finals and i could also see them missing the playoffs <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to stick with that okay. uh, but even if all of those old guys play really well this season which is possible i don't see them finishing higher than 5th in the west as for the Sixers, I think they still need to try and put one more guy around Embiid, Maxie, and Tobias Harris. Uh, Covington is definitely going to be helpful, but Daryl Morey has more work to do. And again, uh, with those additional draft assets, perhaps he can find you know uh, you know the right deal. Um, but Philly's where I thought they were before, somewhere between a three and six seed and a fairly early playoff exit. World be?
0: I think this drops Philly. I don't know if it drops them. I didn't see them as a top four um, seed before this trade anyway, so I think this drops them into the bottom half of the playoff picture. I still think they're a playoff team with MD and Tyrese Maxey and these uh, players off the bench that they have or starters, however you want to look at it. I still think that's enough to get them in the playoffs in the East, which is very competitive, but it's very top-heavy. Uh, for the Clippers, I told you last week I thought this was a team that was going to make the conference finals uh playing the Lakers. You got to look at it, the way things are right now, are the Clippers in better shape to make a conference run than the than the Lakers who I we you know had high hopes for coming out of their run to the conference finals last season. It's it's really close at this point. I yep. you know it's I think uh, if it works, big if, but if it works You look at the talent on the Clippers. I think that surpasses uh, LA's uh, Lakers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would agree with you. I think uh, the Clippers definitely have more talent and more pieces now to, to really compete in the Western conference. I think that they certainly are the better team over the Lakers, at least what we've seen so far from the Lakers this year, regardless of the Lakers start to the season record wise. um, I, I think, how the LA, the Clippers are playing. It has been very strong. And I think this can only help them get stronger, especially as we mentioned the addition of PJ Tucker helping on that defensive end with a Kawhi Leonard, with a Paul George. I mean, they did, they have some defense behind them there. Um, So I really like uh, the Clippers chances moving forward. I think they'll certainly be in contention for a Western conference finals appearance. Now, uh, if all things go as they, they hope there. And then for Philly, uh, I think it's really what they do with these draft assets. I mean, clearly they have to try to make a move at some point during the season to kind of please Embiid and, and make sure you're not wasting away his prime or wanting him to ask be the next one to ask out or just flat-out leave once he, uh, his contract expires there. So um, real interesting trade for both teams. I think it's obviously just another trade that's going to make this year a much more exciting season for all us NBA fans that are – looking forward to watch uh, all the new teams and new faces and new places. So um, with that, if you guys don't have anything else, I'd like to go ahead and close this off and uh, appreciate everyone tuning in to our emergency podcast and that will do it for this edition of the 48 minutes podcast on belief presented by bet online. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back with you next week, unless there is another emergency podcast that needs to be done. Take care everybody and have a safe and happy Halloween.